This podcast contains adult themes and language. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Bob Miller, the host of the Lawless Files podcast. We have some sad news to report today about Jesse Wilfong. Jesse Wilfong's body has been discovered buried in a barn not far from Millersville, Missouri, in Cape Girardeau County. So once again, Jesse Wilfong has been found dead. She was buried in a barn near Millersville, and we're going to dive into that. first statement I'm going to read is a news release sent from Sheriff Ruth Ann Dickerson from the Cape Girardeau County Sheriff's Department. The date is June 22nd, 2022. This is what it says. As previously reported by this office, Jessie Wilfong was reported missing by her mother on May 25th, 2022. An intensive investigation began at that point. The investigation led to the issuance of a search warrant on June 15, 2022 at a residence in Cape Girardeau County. From the evidence collected and other information obtained from the investigative process, it was suspected that foul play was involved in the disappearance of Ms. Wilfong. On June 18, 2022, information led deputies to a location in close proximity to the previously searched residence. Subsequent investigation revealed the site of a recently dug portion of ground inside a barn structure. Excavation of the area revealed the remains of Jesse Wilfong. On June 20, 2022, an autopsy was performed on Jesse Wilfong's body. The autopsy findings indicated Wilfong's cause of death was a homicide. As of today, June 22, 2022, the Cape Girardeau County Prosecuting Attorney's Office has filed charges against Teresa L. Baumgartner for tampering with physical evidence in a felony investigation. The investigation remains ongoing and additional charges are anticipated against one or more individuals. The charge of an offense is merely an accusation and the defendant is presumed innocent until and unless proven guilty. So the key things here, the key points... Jesse Wilfong was found buried in a barn. A woman, Teresa L. Baumgartner, was charged with tampering. And the Cape Girardeau Sheriff's Office said they expect more charges to come soon. So that's the press release. That's what they sent out. Now, I got my hands on the probable cause statement. And now I'm going to read you the probable cause statement.
This probable cause statement uh, was signed on June 22nd, 2022. I'm going to read it verbatim. I, Detective Jamie Holloway, knowing that false statements on this form are punishable by law, state the facts herein are true. I have probable cause to believe that between May 20th and May 24th, 2022, Teresa L. Baumgartner committed one or more criminal offenses, tampering with physical evidence in a felony investigation. On May 25th, 2022, Jesse Wilfong, age 20, was reported as a missing person by her mother. Subsequent investigation revealed the following. On May 19, 2022, Wilfong contacted Teresa Baumgartner requesting transportation from Fredericktown, Missouri to Cape Girardeau County, Missouri. Baumgartner is the romantic partner of Wilfong's uncle, Lawrence Philip Shonda, that's spelled S-C-H-A-N-D-A. Baumgartner and Shonda live together at 9253 State Highway 72 in Millersville, Missouri, within Cape Girardeau County. Baumgartner and Shonda then traveled to Fredericktown in Baumgartner's personal vehicle, picked Wilfong up, and drove her back to the Baumgartner-Shonda residence in Millersville, Missouri on that same date. Upon being contacted by law enforcement following Wilfong's disappearance, Baumgartner reported that she, Shonda, and Wilfong had spent the night of May 19th sitting around a bonfire at her residence drinking and talking. According to Baumgartner, at some point, Wilfong requested to be taken back to Fredericktown, but Baumgartner and Shonda refused. Baumgartner stated that Wilfong must have left her residence after Baumgartner went to sleep sometime during the early morning hours of May 20th, 2022, between 4 and 6.30 a.m. Baumgartner never reported Wilfong as missing. Officers discovered the existence of a surveillance camera system installed at a home near the Baumgartner-Shonda residence. The surveillance system has multiple cameras with one camera pointing toward the front of Baumgartner Shonda residence. In viewing some of the limited footage for May 19th to May 20th, 2022, officers were able to see Wilfong enter a truck with Shonda during the overnight hours while it was parked at the residence. The vehicle leaves with Shonda driving and returns at approximately 1.09 a.m. on May 20th, 2022. Shonda is still operating the vehicle, and Wilfong is seen exiting the vehicle upon its return. Wilfong is not observed alive again. On Wednesday, June 8, 2022, Shonda was interviewed by officers and admitted to having a verbal altercation with Wilfong shortly before she disappeared. The argument was regarding Shonda's belief that Wilfong was providing law enforcement with information implicating Shonda in illegal drug activity. On June 13, 2022, officers spoke with a confidential witness who reported that they had a conversation with Baumgartner on or about June 2, 2022. During the conversation, Baumgartner told the informant that Wilfong was missing and that the last place Wilfong had been seen was at the Baumgartner Shonda residence. Baumgartner further told the confidential witness that on the night Wilfong disappeared, Shonda badly beat Wilfong following an argument. Baumgartner did not report this information to police despite multiple contacts with her. Baumgartner also did not report Wilfong as a missing person or acknowledge Wilfong was missing until after law enforcement made contact with her. On June 15, 2022, 
a search warrant was executed at the Shonda Baumgartner residence. Upon entry into the residence, it was observed that carpet and carpet padding from the living room and hallway had been removed from the residence. On June 18, 2022, information led to a location in close proximity to the Baumgartner Shonda residence. Subsequent investigation revealed the location of a recently dug portion of ground inside of a barn structure. Excavation of the area revealed the remains of Jesse Wilfong. The owner of the property reported Baumgartner and Shonda had both been present on the premises on May 23rd and 24, 2022. An auger was also located on the property. It was discovered the auger had been rented by Baumgartner from a local business on May 24th, 2022. Baumgartner was accompanied by a man matching this description of Shonda when she rented the auger. The couple were traveling inside of a motor vehicle with license plate checking to Baumgartner. On June 20, 2022, an autopsy was performed on Jesse Wilfong's body. The autopsy findings indicated Wilfong's cause of death was a homicide. Based on my investigation, it is apparent that Baumgartner and Shonda acted together to dispose of the body of Jesse Wilfong for the purpose of preventing law enforcement from discovering Wilfong's body, which is key evidence in learning the circumstances surrounding Wilfong's murder. The above statement is a probable cause statement which only states the probable cause which was present to effect the arrest and or apply for formal charges. It was signed by Jamie Holloway, detective for the Cape Girardeau County Sheriff's Department. This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic, but today work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries, and with that we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton and adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. Okay, so a lot of what we've learned here uh, is information that matches up with what Kathy told us last week uh, when we were reporting for the episode that came out on Monday. Obviously, there's a lot of new information here. You know, the the Sheriff's Department stated in its news release that they expect more charges to come. It certainly sounds like in this probable cause statement that there is more than just tampering here. So I expect that they will be asking Baumgartner a lot of questions, trying to pull information out of her regarding the altercation that Jesse had with Shonda. Again, the probable cause statement said that there was a verbal altercation. And then later when police went, there was carpet removed from the house. So I imagine that the police are all over that, testing all of those things. And I also imagine that 
they're hoping that Baumgartner will cooperate with them and that have a felony charge on her and perhaps they'll work a deal with her in exchange. That's what I would expect to happen here. Not saying it's right or it's wrong, but it seems like law enforcement already has a pretty good picture to start with as far as what happened. Obviously, the probable cause here also points to involvement by Lawrence Philip Shonda, who is Jesse's uncle. That's Kathy's brother-in-law. So, you know, we'll be looking to see whether he receives any uh, charges here in the coming days. This is very sad news. Obviously, the Will Fong family has to be devastated by this. Um, they've been missing their daughter since May. Um, you know, we talked about that a little bit with Kathy. Um, I asked her how difficult that must be and, and obviously it is um, it appears that Kathy's brother-in-law is at least somewhat responsible um, if not for the death of Kathy's daughter um, certainly somehow involved in the disposing of her body so good work it looks like good work here so far by the Cape Girardeau County Sheriff's Department uh, we'll continue to bring you updates on this. Uh, check out our Facebook page. Check out our Facebook group, discussion group. In the meantime, we're going to replay the interview that... In the meantime, I'm going to replay the interview that I did with Kathy last week. Just in case you're coming new to this and just now seeing this, uh, this case for the first time. We're going to replay that interview it is Kathy explaining what led up to her daughter's disappearance. So anyway, again, sad news today. We feel for the family. Here is my interview with Kathy Wilfall. This was conducted last week. Hi there, can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. All right. Thanks for thanks for joining me here today on the on the Zoom. I know it's not the best of circumstances, but I appreciate you coming on here. Thank you. Could you start here by just uh, telling us who you are and uh, um, how you're uh, related to to Jesse? I'm uh, Kathy Wilfong, and I'm Jesse Wilfong's mom. Okay. All right. So um, first off, uh, can you tell us just a little bit about uh, about Jesse? kind of um, when she was last seen, maybe give a, a physical description of her so um, people can be kind of on the lookout? Uh, she was last seen on May 19th. Uh, she is about 5'9 and 150 to 60 pounds. Uh, brown hair, but, but it's highlighted, probably wearing shorts and a t-shirt, um, maybe some slides. And uh, the last time I saw her, I saw her on the, the evening, so I'm not, I was wearing on the 19th. Um, but she was seen last 
at her uncle's in Millersville on the 19th. And that was on a neighbor's camera coming in trailer on the 19th before she went to her uncle's she was in Fredericktown Missouri okay um so tell me a little bit about uh how old how old is Jesse uh you know was she uh working uh what, what was her life kind of like uh before her disappearance uh Jesse is now 21 she she was 20 at the time of disappearance she was on drugs I know um she's been on meth we live in St. Louis. She would come to our house, stay for a few days, and she supposedly living with us. And then she would take off in the middle of the night with we don't know who and just was always in Fredericktown. Anytime she needed a ride home in Fredericktown. I think I picked her up in Ironton once, but she was always down there. Okay, so you, you all live in St. Louis? Is that what I heard? I, we do. We live in uh, South County. She had no car, no job. She lost her job, lost her car, and just was back and forth. Okay. So on the day of her disappearance, you know that she was in Fredericktown uh, before she went to her uncle's house. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Do, do you know what she was doing in Fredericktown? I talked to uh, Jerry Miller, and he said that her and her friend, Emily Brooks, came through his window and uh, they seemed really nervous and he didn't know what was on, but his girlfriend was there. She kicked him out and then she was picked up by her uncle. Okay. So um, I'm going to ask you that question again, because there's a little bit of a lag in, in the technology and uh, you're cutting, kind of cutting out there. So could you, could you tell us then what she was uh, doing in, in Fredericktown? Uh, in Fredericktown, she went to uh, Jerry Miller's house and knocked on the door. They didn't answer, so she went through his window with her friend Emily Brooks, and he said they seemed nervous. Uh, his girlfriend got mad and kicked him out, and then they said she was picked up by her uncle. Okay, so who's Jerry Miller? He is uh, a, a from Fredericktown she was with. I don't know what she went there for, and uh, I don't really know why. Okay, so she went. She she went to Fredericktown to this Jerry Miller's house, and she crawled in through a window or something, and got yeah. something, was kicked out, and then mm -hmm. she was picked up by her uncle. Is that your brother or my my, my husband's brother? Your I'm sorry, your husband's brother. My husband's brother, yeah. Okay. Sorry, you're just, um, the, the sound quality isn't the greatest. Um, okay. Okay, so uh, then she goes to, to Millersville, where your uh, your husband's brother lives. What happens there? Uh, there, we were unaware that he was back on meth. So from what we've heard, her and her uncle, I believe, were doing drugs and uh uncle's girlfriend was there she left with her uncle a few times uh during the night i don't know where they were going but the neighbor's camera picked him up and then um the police say she was never seen leaving the trailer so that's kind of they're looking into that and looking into some frederick town leads well that's got to be really a really really difficult situation for you to be dealing with 
um, not knowing where she's at, not knowing what happened to her. And then um, last seen at your, I guess, your brother-in-law's house. Uh, how are you coping with all of that? Not very well. It's just, I think I'm grasping and I just want her, I just want her home. I'm afraid something's happened to her and I just want her, I want back. Um, you said she had, uh, she'd been using again. Um, I think in a uh, past correspondence that you and I had, you know, she had, she had at different times or, or even recently um, tried to get clean. Um, has this kind of been an ongoing struggle for her? It has. Uh, we found out about it in September. I believe she's been doing this for about a year. And she's just, she told us when we saw her last that she was off drugs, but I've heard otherwise. And she just, she's addicted. I've offered it, you know, through rehab. She said she doesn't have a problem and doesn't want to quit. So tell me a little bit about, um, I know one of your fears is that, you know, there have been some other scenarios in the, uh, uh, Frederick town area. Um, do you have any, any direct knowledge that these are, you know, that some of the same people involved with some of these other cases may uh, be involved with this one? Possibly. I, I've heard a lot of talk about this um, drug house on double O in Marquand, or I don't know if it's Marquand or Fredericktown, but a lot of the kids that I've read articles on ended up at that house and then ended up either dead or disappeared. Um, I know Jesse's been to that house before, but the, I interviewed the people that live there and they said they haven't seen her in about a month. And um, I believe that they went in the house and she wasn't there. So, so did you say that you talked to those people? I, we stopped, we tried to talk to him, but no one was home. The police had already been there and actually arrested them for some things. So no, but, um, the police said Jesse was not at that place. So, um, tell me a little bit about how the investigation is going. You, you uh, just said there that you've, you know, you've been trying to kind of look into where she might be. Um, obviously the police are involved. When did the police get involved when, uh, with searching uh, for her and what all jurisdictions are, are helping you at this point? The, um, we had to file in uh, with the Cape County Sheriff's Department because the last known place she was seen was Millersville. And uh, they've been involved um, just, let's see, probably Thursday, I think I filed it like a week after she'd been missing. The sheriff's department had been involved. They've been uh, contacting Madison County Sheriff's Office and the police to see if they can question people for them. And uh, I feel like they're doing everything they can, but just they're just they said they're just not there yet. Um, so you're living up uh, up in St. Louis. Do you have family in the Millersville area, or are you connected at all to uh, Cape Girardeau County? Just uh, me and my mom lived there first. Got married in Millersville. And mom and dad live in the park, and 
now his brother and girlfriend live there. Okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, at least you have some, some connections there. Um, how about, uh, the, the Fredericktown area? Do you have any connections there at all or? Not a lot. We, we moved to Marquand and have a few connections there, but Fredericktown, uh, a lot of people have connected us on Facebook or, um, messenger and just giving us some tips to follow up on. So, you know, we'll actually go and talk to some people. Um, and Mark, we talked to people in Marquand and not really getting anywhere either. How, how often are you in communication with law enforcement? You, you, so you're having to work with two jurisdictions here, which I'm sure yeah. is, you know, difficult. Um, how often are you in contact with uh, investigators? Uh, they want us to send anything we get, even if it sounds crazy. So I send them a text and email throughout the week of any tips and then they'll give me at least one call a week with updates. Okay. Well, that's, that's good, I guess. Um, is yeah. that from each jurisdiction or is, is one? No, just, just Cape County is the only one we ever talked to. Okay. Uh, what, what, what's your, what's your best theory at this point? Um, any ideas what might've happened? I honestly thought that maybe she, left her uncles went back to Fredericktown, but then I spoke to uh, a sheriff's uh, or one of the, the detectives and he said that she was not seen on the camera leaving her uncles. Uh, since then we found out her uncle was back on meth and I'm just, I'm worried that he, he and her, and he, he did say that they got in a fight and he thought she was a narc, but it wasn't physical, but I'm just really worried that something happened. Have, he's not answering questions to okay um has his property been searched or anything or um i don't they've interviewed him i don't think they've searched his trailer um they've searched the woods behind the trailer park and didn't find anything but they've questioned him and, and her a few times okay um Could you give me his name? His name is Lawrence, uh, last name Shonda, S-C-H-A-N-D-A. Okay. And I hate to say it. I mean, he's a nice guy when he's not on drugs. And I, you know, I really care for him. But people have told me when he's on meth, he's just. Yeah, that's that's got to be um, so, so difficult position to be in there. Um, I mean, obviously we want, we're hoping that uh, Jesse's found and, you know, maybe just run off somewhere or something like that. Yeah. Um, but um, I guess if uh, anybody out there knows anything, um, they should contact the Cape County Sheriff's Department. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Um, can they, can they reach out to you as well? Or should they find you on, on Facebook or? can contact me on facebook or you know however i don't i'll take i'll listen to anything they got to say okay um kathy is there anything else that uh, the public needs to know about your daughter um she's other than being on drugs she's a friendly sweet girl i don't think she's of any danger to anyone but she she just always kept in touch with us this isn't this isn't her uh, her phone died 
the night she disappeared the 19th, she charged it up or been on her Snapchat or anything like that. And that's just really unusual for her. Where was her uh, phone last tracked? Do you have that information? It was last in uh, Fredericktown at about 737 that uh, May 19th. Okay. Then nothing else. Did, did, was it recovered or is it just, is it still gone? The phone is not, it's disappeared off. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, Kathy, thank you so much for uh, talking to me here and we'll get this episode out real soon. So uh, people can uh, find out about it and hopefully come forward with information if it's out there. We appreciate you so much and, and wish you guys the best of luck. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. This Lawless Files spinoff is a production of Leadhound Publishing, LLC. It is written, hosted, edited, and produced by yours truly, Bob Miller. Please consider supporting our efforts by subscribing at www.thelawlessfiles.com or leave a rating and review on Spotify. If you're just becoming aware of The Lawless Files because of Jesse's case, please consider listening to all of our other episodes about Michelle Lawless's case as well. We think you'll find the story is not just compelling, but also important. Michelle and Josh both deserve justice. We hope it comes soon. Thank you for listening to The Lawless Files. Thank you.